future is now. And welcome to the SVK Crypto Podcast. 15 minutes of crypto value. My name is Charles Story. I'll be your host for the next 15 minutes, coming live from the city of London, Shoreditch. So let's get down to business. Today, we're gonna to be talking about three things. Number one, car racing crypto collectible sells for over $100,000 in ETH. Number two, we're gonna be discussing JP Morgan adds privacy feature to Ethereum-based Quorum blockchain. And number three, we're gonna be discussing Tezos and the new update that is about to go down on chain and what that means for the Tezos blockchain and the Tezos community at whole. So listen, the time here in London, it is 10 past 10 in the evening, but guess what? We deliver each and every day. So let's get down to business and let's jump into today's show. So let's kick things off. We're gonna be talking about F1, but we're gonna be talking more about NFT tokens. So let's get down to business. So an elusive user named 09E282 has paid over $113,000 worth of the cryptocurrency Ether for a blockchain token tied to a virtual Formula One race car. Why this happened is still unclear, but it seems that someone out there wanted a totally buffed virtual car for a game that, as GP Planet notes, is an unreleased official license Formula One game you have almost certainly never heard of. The racing game is called F1 Delta Time and is made by Animoca Brands, a company that licenses popular characters and properties and builds mobile games around them. F1 Delta Time is a blockchain-based title that appears the official seal of approval from the company that controls the Formula 1 races. So the car was the first product available for in-game purchase. In this case, via an outside auction. And apparently owning this vehicle is worth over $100,000 to someone out there. Besides, this car is overpowered to the max. And what you basically see is that the car itself, compared to other cars, is basically at, at point. No car can beat it. Um, it's got the best grip, the best acceleration for in-game use. So this is from GT Planet. Why would anyone spend that much money on a virtual car in an unlicensed racing game that few people know nothing about. Well, NFT-based cryptocurrency games like F1 Delta Time are interesting and exciting new ways to use blockchain. The investment is so outrageously bizarre that it almost seems suspicious. Was Animoco just using the auction to build publicity around the new game? Could some wealthy F1 fan with a penchant for cryptocurrency speculation really have spent $100,000 on the 111? I mean, after the rise... After 2017, the rise of CryptoKitties, which saw people buy, buying and paying as much as six figures for a virtual pet, it's perhaps not all surprising that a non-fungible token or NFT representing an imaginary race car created in Ethereum using the same ERC-721 standard would sell for so much. Whether this was a stun, a mistake, or the start of a new, I'll bet odd. So here's the deal with this story, right? And this is why I am interested by it and intrigued. Uh, Formula One, the... F1 driving team, we've, we've all heard and, and, and probably watched the F1 cars on, on the Sunday racing all around the world. Um, I mean, it's really interesting. Obviously, every year they launch an app. And within their app, it's basically a game that people play, fans um, of F1 play, and fans of car racing in general. Anyway, this year they use Animoca Brands to basically create a non-fungible token and create in-game items 
in-game digital collectibles. And this is really interesting because what you're seeing is them innovating a new way to do this, right? They're using blockchain as the undercurrent technology. Now, for the F1 fan out there using the mobile game, they'll have no idea it's a non-fungible token, right? But because that's because it's made so easy with the help of Animoca brands. This is really key for adoption. And this is why it's something so interesting. Now, you know, yes, it's a little bit suspect that the car was bought for $113,000 worth of Ether, but the point still stands. And, you know, if it was a publicity stunt, yes, it, re- it worked really well. And we're talking about it now. But what this is not about is how much it sold for. It's about the use of the technology within a game that is officially licensed by F1. That's really exciting. And hopefully we're going to see more and more games such as FIFA and other type games moving into that space and incorporating non-fungible tokens into their gameplay. We're going to be talking about JP Morgan and JP Morgan's blockchain quorum. Quorum. So let's jump into this and let's get down to business. So JP Morgan Chase's blockchain team has developed a privacy feature for Ethereum-based blockchains, obscuring not only how much money is being spent, but who is spending it. So revealed today to media sources, JP Morgan has built an extension to the Zever Protocol, a fully decentralized cryptographic protocol for confidential payments, compatible with Ethereum and other smart contract platforms, and designed to add a further layer of anonymity to transactions. The New York-based financial institution will open source the extension Tuesday and is likely to use it of Quorum, the bank's homegrown private version of Ethereum. Zever was built by a group of academics and financial technology researchers, including Dan Bonif from Stanford University. It uses zero-knowledge proofs, ZKPs, a branch of mathematics which allows one party to prove knowledge of some secret value or information without conveying any detail about the secret. So, Ollie Harris, JP Morgan's head of Quorum and Crypto Asset Strategy, told media sources today, In the basic Zever, the account balances and the transfer accounts are concealed, but the participants' identities are not. So we have solved that. In our implementation, we provide a proof protocol for the anonymous extension in which the sender may hide herself and the transactions received received in a larger group of parties. So JP Morgan has been busy in a year in the blockchain space, and not just with the headlining grabbing plan for an internal price-stable cryptocurrency called JP Morgan coin, or JPM coin. Uh, just as importantly, the firm attracted some 220 banks to its quorum-based interbank information network, and most recently completed a load of integration work with Microsoft Azure. But why this is really important is as JPM continues to prepare Quorum to be spun out and exist in the world as an open source protocol. Harris pointed out that Zever's confidential payments architecture incorporates an account-based approach employed by Ethereum, as opposed to an unspent transaction output or UTXO-based approach, which the Bitcoin client uses. Now, this is really key because the UTXO is also a feature of the privacy-orientated cryptocurrency Zcash, which uses the original ZKP component of Quorum and uh, was based upon those basically key outlines. In this way, the extension can benefit not only users of Quorum, but also enterprises building on top of other Ethereum variants, or conceivably businesses leveraging the public Ethereum chain. So keeping all facets of transactions between banks and other confidentials could be bone for projects like Ethereum-based Komogo, for instance, which involves trading in energy space. When we think about the community based on top of Quorum, 
said Harris, if anyone is looking to get an efficient trustless mechanism for trustless and anonymous payments in a consortium, then that's where it's relevant. And that's why we wanted an open source it back to the community so anyone can build on it further and continue enhancing it and potentially put it in their use cases as needed. Now, that's really interesting because if you look back through history, you had the intranet, which was a private internet, and they had the internet. Now, you probably haven't heard of the intranet because not a lot of people build upon it. But guess what? You've heard of the internet because you use it every day. So that was one of the arguments that JP Morgan is basically really concerned about is that because originally quorum was was a private protocol they would lose from adoption and lose from um people building upon that trying new things building new projects pushing the envelope which what is what people are doing with open protocols such as um eos people are building people are pushing people can speak to one another a kid in india at the of the age of 12 can build a new component upon it it's every it's open to everyone to build upon now when you have a closed end protocol that no one can see you miss out from that and guess what the open source protocols always win in innovation and security now security you could argue but they're always going to win in innovation and they're always going to always going to it was going to pick up more adoption as well so jp morgan has decided to basically spin out their they open open source their code so people can have a look at it and build upon that, hoping the community will take that up. So that's a really important point to note. So Harris, whose job is to strengthen quorum efforts inside the bank and beyond, added, when we look at our own JP Morgan application, the extended version of Zever will be one choice of many that we will be looking at. Um, I, I think this is a really positive story, Eleanor, because what you have here is JP Morgan, very well-known um, institution, one of the largest institutions in the world. Yes, you've got Jamie Dimon, who has been very negative towards Bitcoin, but JP Morgan as a whole have been very in innovative with regards to private protocol and creating their own one quorum. Um, I think it's very positive because they'll be spreading the good message of, of blockchain. They're trying to get people to use their protocol. You know, in 10 years' time, do I believe quorum will be here? I, I'm not too sure. But I know the guys, I know they're putting in a lot of good work. And listen, it's all about pushing forward. And the fact that open sourcing their code is a really good sign that they've understood that and they can see that as well. And that's what the value really is. So let's talk about Tezos. Tezos is about to interact its first ever on-chain blockchain update. So after nearly three months of voting by token holders, the Tezos blockchain will undertake a series of backward incompatible changes to the network on Wednesday called Athens A. The upgrade proposal was the first to undergo the network's self-animent process, which basically allows backers of Tezos, um, equivalent to miners on Bitcoin or Ethereum, stake tokens bundled into roles to show their support for or against competing upgrade proposals. Tezos is a proof-of-stake POS blockchain with an estimated valuation of $1 billion. Teeing up this week's event, a developer group known as Nomatic Labs kick-started Tezos's first on-chain governance process back in February. At the time, the news was a notable given the turbulence that took place during the project's early days. As reported in March, Nomadic Labs put forward two proposals, Athens A and Athens B. Athens A and Athens B both suggested an increase in the computation or gas limit to Tezos blocks. This would effectively make smart contract deployment easier for application developers building atop of the platform. Athens A, on the other hand, also suggested a reduction to the minimum amount of tokens called a roll size 
that's required for a user to become a backer, which is what's really key in this situation. So, like MakerDAO and Argon, changes to the Tezos network are also ultimately determined by token holders. However, according to our look, the defining difference of Tezos on-chain government's process is that token holders are required to either vote as a backer or delegate their assets to a backer in the system. In all systems, it's whoever is paying attention votes. In our system, we have just a few groups of people who are always paying attention because they're backing. Arlok told media sources. It solves the attention problem. It makes governance more scalable in terms of the number of people who can be represented in the system. I mean, Tesla themselves have had lots of issues in the past. Um, we've had the founders who, who were the founding founders of Tesla having a divorce and they're going into uncertainty, uh, release dates going backwards, um, community basically shrinking. Um, but there, you know, there are a lot of a lot of people out there who do support uh, Tezos. So, you know, I I, I want to see uh, Tezos execute. I want to see them push forward. I want to see them work together. I want to see them make it happen. So, listen. With that in mind, that's a wrap. I got to bounce. Thank you for your time and attention. As always, if you have any projects you want us to review, feel free to reach out to myself. C Story C S T O R Y at svkcrypto.com. Uh, hit us up on Telegram SVK Crowd and follow us on Twitter at svk underscore crypto. With that in mind, that's a wrap, and I've got to bounce.